0: Welcome, in. I'm so glad you made us part of your day. I'm Tony Moore, expert food and beverage headhunter, semi-professional podcaster, and I interview the best heads in business to bring you all the important trends shaping the $6 trillion food and beverage industry. My totally awesome brands featured here take us deep into the world of sustainability and the plant-based food movement, the up-and-coming CBD and good-for-you categories. How about the purpose and mission-based companies striving to make real change in our world? They're here too. The latest in food tech. You want to learn how to build a brand, maybe scale a brand? I've got you covered. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on LinkedIn. Stay tuned. Well, I like to say that hemp is off the naughty list. You never want to be on the naughty list. But fortunately, back in 2018, the Agriculture Improvement Act, or as we all call it, the Farm Bill, allowed the production of hemp and removed hemp and hemp seeds from the DEA Schedule of Controlled Substances. And lo and behold, we now have the world of CBD and hemp. And today we've got a really interesting conversation that's uh, brewing around uh, a, new, uh, a new beverage company that is uh, within CBD. And I have invited Kevin Scott to join me again today. Kevin, as you know, is our resident CPG expert from Coca-Cola. He was in an executive there where he was in sales, marketing, general management. He's managed multi-billion dollar business units for Coca-Cola. He's also a consultant for beverage companies. The reason I wanted Kevin here, particularly today, is because he actually has done some consulting in the CBD world. Kevin, how are you today, sir?
1: Tony, I am. Uh, I'm great, and uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, I appreciate that intro. And you know, I'm pretty excited about this too, especially when we, we get to our speaker because the space they're in, and and your intro is spot on. Uh, you know, it was taboo several years ago to even go down the path of CBD, even on top of a beverage. But if you think about today's environment, uh, there's been a lot of change, a lot of movement, and continues to be a lot of movement. So I'm really looking forward to taking a little bit of a deep dive and and, and kind of peeling back the onion and and talking about something that used to be taboo and now it's become more and more mainstream and uh, seems to be that way every year. So uh, definitely appreciate the chance to talk and and uh, looking forward to uh, the next 30 minutes or so.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fascinating category. And honestly, uh, Jonathan, as we get into this and we get into a little bit more into your background and what you're doing at uh, Backyard Bevco, it's going to be Uh, Really interesting because you are on the front set of the waves, and if you're a surfer, you know what that looks like. You see a lot of good things coming, and you just want to be on that first set because you know you've got a lot of good growth and momentum behind you. So, Jonathan Schultz, you are the president of Backyard BevCo, and you're based in Colorado?
2: That's correct. Denver, Colorado.
0: Denver, Colorado, and – we uh, were kind of chatting kind of offline. We found it both very interesting that um, that you're launching this uh, beverage product in a category that is just in general beverages, incredibly competitive, uh, com- uh, extremely expensive. We just had another podcast recently talking about the uh, capital requirements. It's got to be kind of daunting. So we're really uh, interested in kind of learning more about your brand your company, your your mission. What can you tell us about uh, Backyard BevCo?
2: Well, thank you very much, Tony. I really appreciate you having me on. And I can't tell you how I ex- how excited I am to uh, to chat with you guys and uh, to have Kevin on also. I don't get very, uh, I don't, it's not very often I get to speak to uh, and with a uh, top executive from a oh, beverage company like coca-cola so um that's pretty exciting um you're you're right in all of the things that you've just said it is extremely competitive it's extremely expensive um but this category and i believe that um it is becoming a category which is really exciting is really on the on the uh just the cusp of of explosion from that standpoint and so we started as a cocktail syrup company. We make everything from our cocktail syrups from whole ingredients. So the idea is that when you really think about flavors and you think about products like ours, we're not trying to utilize some natural flavor that's been created in a lab. When we create a ginger lime, it's because we've used whole ginger, press that to 100% juice, Used 100% lime juice, organic pure cane sugar, water. We keep an incredibly clean label. Um, everything that I said, um, you know, revolves around those whole ingredients for all our our flavors. And so, when we really looked into the CBD world, what we really wanted to do was continue with that um, ethos of whole plant um, ingredient. So instead of utilizing a an isolate or a broad spectrum, we really wanted the full profile of the cannabis plant. obviously under the legal limit of the 0.3% of THC, which is what defines the industrial hemp plant. Um, But you still have lots of cannabinoids that are in there, um, whether that be CBD, which is kind of the general term that people utilize these days. But there are others like CBN and CBG um, and full terpene profiles. And that's really what we wanted to provide um, in our, in our, Mixer from that standpoint. So um, that's kind of how we started. And that uh, farm bill back in the end of uh, 2018 was really the impetus for us to get started um, playing around with uh, the cannabis plant. And we um, believe that we've really found a a great combination of ingredients so that we've created a, uh, what we like to call a mixer with benefits.
0: It's it's interesting. I was looking at your website and... It's it's a beautiful website. The, the pictures are bright. Uh, it kind of gives a good, you know, idea of what this mixer looks like. And it looks like you're kind of positioning this for people who want to maybe loosen up a little bit, but not lose themselves. You know, you, you've seen people who drink too much at a party at, you know, in the backyard and they're, you know, falling over the grill. And then, you know, you're kind of taking a different angle. So do you, are you specifically targeting a certain, um, drinker or what's the 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 mission i guess kind of behind your your product
2: sure so a lot of the the beverages that have come out in this space are sparkling waters um and a lot of times those sparkling waters try to be everything to everyone hey we're a great you know sparkling water but we're also great as a cocktail mixer um we really wanted to – we came from the cocktail world. Um, our syrups are the base of many cocktails. Um, if you're at a, a high-end restaurant, bar that's making bespoke cocktails, um, in almost every one of those, they are utilizing some type of simple syrup, whether that's infused with a flavor or just plain Um, so really that's where we wanted to start from that standpoint. So we're, we're targeting the, the cocktail drinker. Um, now this is the beauty of our drink is that it does work for non-alcoholic drinks. Um, for those that are, you know, we're in a period like that, that people call dry January. Um, and it's an interesting time for bars and restaurants because, you know, a lot of folks are saying, Hey, I've had a big holiday season and I'm going to take a month off and, and I'm just not going to drink alcohol, and I think that's a very interesting, um, you know, opportunity for restaurants and bars and and stores to be selling an interesting beverage that isn't just sparkling water with some sort of flavoring, um, you know, mocktails and having a mocktail menu on, um, you know, as an option when you walk into one of these places that you know, can taste like um, somebody's really put a craft drink together. I think, people are excited about that. They don't want just the uh, the club soda and lime or um, tonic water with a, a splash of something. Um, this gives them the opportunity to, to feel like they're still part of that social um, aspect from uh, drinking alcohol without necessarily having to drink alcohol. Um, however, we've also know that not everybody participates in that. And so when we looked at it and said, we have a great mixer, and in all honesty, we feel that the mixer aisle has been pretty boring for the last 50 years um it's been tonic water it's been club soda it's been ginger ale and ginger beer and if you go to the mixer aisle in any section of the grocery store that's really all you're seeing um so what we wanted to do was create a mixer that um you know really was spirit agnostic that had the ability to work with a lot of different flavors um but still provide some some interest and fun to those people that like to get creative at home from that standpoint. So that's uh, that's kind of how we approach this.
1: So that's, you know, Jonathan, you you talk about this mixer. Um, When I think of because I've I've had a lot of beverage companies come to me over the past couple of years. And one of the things that that I've been very adamant about is, let me try it. Let me let me taste it. And it doesn't mean I'm the only one that's going to enjoy it. It's just, I've been around beverages long enough to know that you don't want to compromise the taste with the functionality. So I think you guys, I think you said it before we went on, you have an in-house production facility. What can you speak to how you're avoiding compromising the taste, but still you get some functionality and still you're in control of the production?
2: Sure. Um, well, and and you're absolutely right, Kevin. So, you know, I think there's a lot of things out there that anybody will try try once, um, but you need them to buy it thousands of times, um, and I think that's where we really stand apart is when you utilize real ingredients people can taste real ingredients. They can taste what ginger actually is supposed to taste like. Or when we create our lavender lemon, um, we're utilizing actual lavender uh, flour. That's a culinary lavender. Um, It doesn't have camphor in it, so it doesn't have any kind of soapy taste or anything like that. Um, Our jalapenos and our mango jalapeno, are whole dried jalapenos to help even out the heat. Um, And that really allows us, you know, to control in-house what we're doing. So when we're making 50, a hundred gallons or whatever that might be, we know those ratios. We know how to keep that, uh, um, taste profile the same. Um, and that allows us to, you know, create a very consistent product, um, with the, with the CBD, um, you know, the functionality of that, it's important to have a, a product that um, mixes well. Um, so a lot of folks out there, you know, have a hard time working with a full spectrum, which is what we utilize because most of it is an oil based and obviously oil and water don't mix very well. Um, we work with a supplier that has created a full spectrum for us, but has allowed it to go into a water soluble powder format um, that's nano encapsulated so that it, Basically, you're not tasting that cannabis flavor. You're simply getting the benefits of that CBD inside that drink with the, the taste that you expect, which is ginger and lime or mango and jalapeno or lavender and lemon or pomegranate and orange blossom water. Um, and so I think that, um, you know, we like the, the ability to produce the syrup. Um, we don't necessarily have a, uh, we don't, we don't produce the the cans in house. We don't have a canning line. Um, there are a lot of canning lines here in Colorado um, through beer companies and, and other production facilities. So we send our syrup over to them. Um, but it isn't like a lot of beverages that um, have a formulation that they just send off someplace and get it produced. We we know exactly, you know, the quality of the ingredients that we're putting in there.
1: You know, that that is great that you are able to, I, I, I want to say mask the potential CBD taste because of the all natural ingredients. So let, let's think about it this way. You have now come up with a product formulation that you feel comfortable with and probably your consumers have as well. And so talk about, you now. you have a product, people like the taste of it. How do you get it to market? How do you get it in their hands? Yeah, What's that's,
2: the process? That's that's obviously one of the biggest challenges, especially in, a, in this competitive of a, competitive of a market. Um, you know, we believe that once people taste it, that um, they're hooked. Um, and, and I can tell you that we've been out um, – and we walk into whether it be buyers for liquor stores or grocery stores or bars and restaurants. Um, and we just simply say, look, let's do a little quick tasting. It takes five minutes and and try it out. And the, the, the reaction we get is, is really exciting because they're like, wow, this is phenomenal. And then they immediately go to, this would be a great Moscow mule mix, or this would be a great little margarita mix. Um, so what we have been lucky enough is uh, we have a couple of distributors, one that just picked us up back in um, November, um, who launched us into the Tennessee market. So Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and Knoxville, along with their Colorado market. And. Um, and it's been me going out with their reps and walking into their, their accounts and sitting down and, and doing tastings with them. Um, and then letting them kind of understand, look, this is an all natural product. Um, we utilize whole ingredients. It's why you're getting that taste. Um, and then let them kind of be on the creative side of what they think they can do with it because, um, One of the things that we believe is that if, if they see the potential and they think, Hey, I could create this really interesting cocktail out of this. Um, that's really what we want because that's when they start to get excited about utilizing the product. Um, and I think that's the key, but obviously, taste is everything. Um, and so get, getting that, uh, that what we'll call liquid to lips is, uh, is absolutely imperative in, in moving this off the shelf and, and having it as a, uh, as a product that people are asking for.
1: Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's interesting because I, I totally agree with you. Distribution is one of the biggest challenges and we're not talking about just a, a soft drink or we're not talking about a new tea. It's, you know, it's, it's got in some cases CBD involved and, the experiences I've had in the past, some distributors don't feel like they're quite ready for it at this point. So I think it's amazing that you've you've got a distributor in the Tennessee market that you mentioned, but even more important is you're the president and CEO, but you're out there pounding the pavement, talking to people, uh, creating awareness. And, and that's just, it's got to eat up a lot of your time at this point. So I guess the question would be, At what point do you try to scale? At what point do you try to put together a, a workforce to work with the distributor and and where do you feel you are at this point yeah
2: well as soon as possible as as, uh, as we look at this um, you know with uh, with a distributor with over a hundred reps in, in that market and we're talking to other distributors um, across the country um, that have a similar network um, it is not possible for me to be in all those places at all the, all the time um, so you know our next step here in in uh, moving forward is to get out and and raise some capital um, because the the thing that we want to do is put reps into these markets um, we can't necessarily expect the distributor to be our our you know overall champion from that um, I think you know they're there they want to sell the products that that move um, and they see the potential which is exciting they also you know we when we've talked to the our distributor um They have said, look, we know this is coming and we want to be at the forefront. And so we're really excited about that. But, um, you know, what we're looking to do then is place you know multiple reps in these locations so that they can be out ahead of the the distributor reps um if need be we'll go in with the distributor reps but um doing those same things that I've been doing um and really creating the the taste because at this point then we're able to really start to scale up um in our production from in house um to be able to to service and uh, provide product to, to the distributor for their needs.
1: So if you think about this, Jonathan, you've got your product, which, you know, you've developed it, you understand the inside, the inside, the outside of it, you understand functionality, the benefits, their production process. So how do you make sure that the distributor understands you've got a really unique product and, and really is it different, better, and special. If it is, how do you get the focus on your product versus maybe 300 other you know SKUs that they carry? Sure.
2: Well, and I think the, the beauty here of the distributor that we're with uh, Empire Distributors, which is um, they, they cover Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, and Colorado, is that th- – being in the mixer market, um, they are much more. Most of their SKUs are in the wine and spirits. Um, so we have a little bit different focus um, because we're one of a few products there that that land on the mixer aisle. Um, you know, we've walked into quite a few places, and people that are the buyers like sort of say, "Hey, I don't, I don't really know what to do with these products. We've we've seen a lot of CBD beverages, but we just don't know where to put them. We don't." know if they should be in their own section should they be in the cooler next to the coke and the sprite um and that's where when we walk in and our story is about being a mixer um and we can say look our ginger lime belongs smack next to the gosling's ginger beer and the, the barrett's ginger beer and the fever tree um our mango jalapeno you can put that right next to the margarita mix um it has a section already. Um, you don't need to create a new section for this. Um, that's when they start to realize, oh, I get this now. Um, now I understand how to sell it. This is not just some random product that's new that we don't know what to do with. This is, this is, This is a product in a category that's already here. And I think that's really been key when we've been out, when I've been out with a lot of these reps, um, because they are brand new to it. They don't really know what CBD drinks are. Um, It is a very, very new product for them. Um, but they know how to sell mixers. They've been doing it for years. Um, and so that just is an easy introduction. And now they can walk in and say, hey, I've got a new mixer product for you. This is really good. It's made all, you know, with everything's all natural, it's whole ingredients. I think you're going to love the taste. Um, so they've tasted it. They know that the taste is great. They've, you know, now understand where to place it. Um, and so it becomes a little bit easier for them. And that's really where I think we separate ourselves from from the other beverages out there.
0: You know, this kind of reminds me of when plant-based foods, if we look at plant-based meat, for example, started taking off, you had massive marketing investments by impossible and beyond, and they just raised the awareness of everybody. And now you have, the you know, that benefits many of the other smaller companies that are out there that are now competing and you're, they're not having to educate the category manager. It sounds like you're, you're really still in that forming and that storming and forming phase right where they kind of get it but you still have to spend quite a bit of time explaining and kind of taking them through the marketing is that is is that a fair characterization of kind of where this is at because i haven't seen massive penetration from marketing for example yet here in georgia around cbd for for beverages i mean i see the little cbd stores that are popping up but i haven't been you know pummeled with uh, you know, food and, um, and beverage.
2: Yeah. Each state is taking this kind of state by state. So, um, you know, Colorado certainly is, is one that has, you know, been at the forefront of the cannabis world for, for 10 plus years, um, California, Washington, Oregon are, are there, um, but the Tennessees, the Georgias, the Ohio's, the, you know, that, that is, uh, it is, it is new to them. And so, yes, it is, uh, it's a lot of heavy lifting, uh, from that standpoint. Um, you know, I, I guess where we look at, at CBD is we see it as an ingredient. Um, you know, we're, we're a cocktail mixer company that utilizes CBD as an ingredient. We're not a CBD company that's trying to create a beverage. And I think that's one of the other pieces that um, we like to to talk about. Um, People know what a, people know what a mixer is. They know what to do with it. They know what to do with ginger beer. They know what to do with tonic water. Um, So we look at it and say, this is just a flavored mixer. Uh, Yes, it has the benefits of CBD. It's simply an ingredient and we utilize really exceptional um, CBD that's you know, the hemp is grown in Colorado, it's extracted in Colorado, but think of it as an ingredient similar to caffeine or similar to any other sort of adaptogens that you find in energy drinks and things like that. Um, you know, I don't think that when, um, you know, they don't have a caffeine section. Um, they simply have a a soda section or they have a, a coffee section, things like that. So, um, that's kind of how we, we approach it. And again, I think if you, if you simplify it, um, because I think if you try to make it too overly complicated, um, you know, some CBD drinks are trying to tell you when to drink them or, Hey, this is going to, you know, be, this is great for, you know, during the day or this is great at night. um, It can get confusing, I think. Um, Whereas if you simplify it and that's what we've always our tagline's always been gourmet drinks made simple. Um, And I think that's what we're trying to do is is simplify it so that um, the reps that are out there that are that are selling this and representing this um, can talk about it easily without having to get into the nitty gritty um, of all of the um, the cannabis world. And don't get me wrong, that that's something that they do need to know about. And, but I think the world is being, um, educated pretty quickly around CBD. Um, it's been around now for several years. I think people are utilizing it. Um, they've seen it in tinctures, they've seen it in gummies, you know, some people see it in flour, um, and, and smoke it. Um, this is just a, a very easy and socially normalized way to to consume it.
1: You know, I like I like the way you position it, Jonathan. That is, you're a cocktail company that you just happen to have CBD as a added ingredient, as opposed to we're a CBD company trying to put this in a cocktail. So I like the way you you positioned it, and I think what makes me feel pretty optimistic, and hopefully you do too, is you started with the basic basics of I have a good tasting product and it's all natural and it doesn't have a foul taste, a foul smell. It's, it, it's, it's all natural. So you've got that, you've got a distributor, distributors behind it. You've basically come up with a commercialization plan of you're already in the store. Here are the sections where you need to put the different products that we have. I think, I think, you know, what you have coming up is, You know, at what point do you get a massive sampling program so people can actually taste this and and say that this is really good? I guess that's probably in the makings with raising capital, trying to add people on as well.
2: It is. It is. And and in all honesty, it's been tough over the last year and a half because most sampling programs have have been suspended, especially, you know, in-store samplings, um, you know, just people – just, just said, due to COVID, we're just not going to allow people to come in and hand out small sample cups and things like that. So it's, that has been a challenge. Um, it's one of the reasons that we have really looked at this from two prongs. So there's the retail side and there's the on-prem side. And we think that the on-prem side is really almost as good as any sampling side we can do in store. Um, when somebody sees on a menu, hey, there's a CBD margarita or there's a CBD Moscow mule or there's a CBD Tom Collins or, or something to that effect, people are interested. They say, wow, that sounds really interesting. I want to try that. Um, we've gotten into some concert venues and it's been one of their hottest selling products. Um, and so we see the on premise locations as really a, a phenomenal way to support the retail side of this. Um, we want people to l- say, where can I find this? I had this at, you know, this restaurant and it was, it was a fantastic cocktail. Now I, I want to be able to replicate this at home. So where do I go to get this? And so rather than just focusing on, you know, grocery chains and liquor stores, um, we have that side. And that's one of the reasons that we are so excited about the distributor that we're with is because they do work both of those angles. And so we can be, and we've seen the beauty of it is that we've seen reaction that's the same for both. When we take it to on-prem or we take it to the retail, both are excited about it. Both love the taste. And so that to me tells you know, says, hey, if we can if we can have that that on premise doing some of the sampling work for us, obviously, as we raise money and we can start to build out our sales team and build out a brand ambassador team and sampling comes back in stores, we feel that that's just, you know, added bonus from that standpoint. But um, those are the kind of um, that's it's a big strategy for a small company, um, for sure, but um, but I think uh, I think we're we're excited about where that's
0: going. I have a question though. How are you able to get the uh, consumer who's you know on premise who's trying the uh, CBD uh, Moscow Mule to connect that it's your brand? Because a lot of times, you know, you see the menus, they don't necessarily tell you, you know. It's like a white labeled thing. They don't know where it's coming from. So how how are you are you doing something different there where they're allowing you to kind of li- literally market at the table?
2: Um, you know, we're we're trying to, and that's one of the. You know, if we could put together table tents, or you know, and it just depends on. Uh, it, you know, some of it is. Uh, Is case by case from that standpoint. If we can be on the menu as the CBD cocktail menu made with backyard Bevco, you know, mixers, things like that, that, that's the ideal situation. Um, and that's something that again, we're, we're working with our, our distributor to say, Hey, can we create, you know, help create the, the CBD menu for you? Um, can we put a table tent on the, on your tables that say, here are the available cocktail, CBD cocktails from that standpoint or mocktails? Um, and, and so that is a, that's a, that's something that, you know, will hopefully come in time. We're, we're talking about two months that we've, uh, we've been with them and we've gotten, you know, um, folks that are like, yeah, we, that sounds like a good idea. When we're like our concert venue, yeah, it's, uh, it's, they, it, it's a growing have,
0: thing, right? You're not quite there yet.
2: Not exactly, exactly, we've got signage around um you know, so people people know um and then hopefully you know as our social media grows and we can talk about where you can find these um people start to uh connect the dots, but um yeah this is this is where branding and and beverage and it becomes very expensive, as you talked about from the beginning from that standpoint
1: it it to me it sounds like there's just so much tremendous upside um have you have you found yourself in a situation, Jonathan, where you've got some competition that has either um, leapfrog you or are on pace with you? Are you? Do you feel comfortable that you're you're kind of the only game in town right now with um, Empire Distributors uh,
2: from the CBD sparkling mixer side? Yes, um, you know, like I said, they are. There are several out. Uh, other CBD beverages out there—they've um, all been in the sparkling water category. Um, you know, the sparkling water category has exploded over the last five years. Um, whether it was Lacroix or every other company that decided to come out with a with a sparkling water, um, that's where everybody headed. Uh, we knew that that was going to be a very difficult. Um, lift for us. Um, you know, as a small company to go in with, you know, another 50 or 100 brands that are trying to, to fight for shelf space. Um, so that was where we, we looked at it and said the, the mixer category is, is the space for us. Um, and I think we're really the, we're, we're out there as one of the few true mixers. Um, you know, again, there are those, um, beverages out there that are, trying to be everything to everyone saying, Hey, you know, sparkling water can be, you know, mix this with vodka or mix this with, you know, whatever the, the spirit is Um, at the end of the day, it, it, yeah, it it can be, (laughs) but it isn't the intended purpose. And I think there is some intended purpose. That's really key there. Um, You know, I don't think fever tree um, goslings, they don't necessarily go out and say, Hey, you know, drink a drink, our ginger beer, with your lunch. That doesn't say you can't do that. I mean, certainly it's possible, but they have a very specific purpose and that's kind of where we feel. um, So that's where we feel we fit in very well, um, which is why we see ourselves really as, as kind of the leader here. I think there'll be more, Um, you know, it's too big of a category. It's, you know, the mixer category is, is expected to see some pretty big growth over the next four to six years. And so I don't, but I think we, you know, we've got a product that, that people have tasted now and that are liking and they're, they're saying, I can, I can find a use for this.
0: Jonathan, how big is this category? You, you kind of touched on the projections, but can you just even give us some uh, data?
2: Yeah. Um, gosh, I should have had this brought up and I apologize. Um, I'll make a note. That- if you don't know,
0: <laughs> I, I, I always run this risk when I ask that question. So we, we can skip it if you like.
2: Um can you let as as we're talking here let me bring this up because um i i do have some of that that info um and i like i said i i really should have had that that
0: up and, that's it we're just gonna have to open. cancel this entire podcast <laughs> i hope not <laughs> tough host wow <laughs> hey, listen you know we gotta you know he's over there on cbd he's having a good time over there <laughs> We haven't we have I right. haven't had any C B D. You know, I'm, I'm stuck in reality. <laughs> I would just I you know I I would think that as you create something and you prove that there is a, a need in a category that it needs to go through a premiumization, that you just draw the attention of all these bigger companies. And obviously there is a way to protect you know, a flavor formulation, is that something that, uh, is kind of front of mind for you that you, that you want to kind of protect this thing or is it, is it, is this not something you, you, you can do that with?
2: You know, I think flavors are difficult to protect. Um, you know, obviously Coke has done probably the most famous job of, you know, having what, (laughs) Kevin, you probably can tell this, what like, three or four people that know the formula to, to Coca-Cola or something to that effect. I mean, it's, you're, uh,
1: <laughs> you're right. You're right in the ballpark. <laughs> um,
2: you know, for us, um, you know, I, it's, I'm not sure it's something that we can necessarily patent, but we, we know our formula. We, and, and I think the key is that, you know, it really goes again, back to the the whole ingredients and the ingredients that you utilize. So, um, you know, I think tastes are hard to replicate, um, yeah, somebody can come out with a ginger lime, um, but if you're not utilizing a specific type of ginger, we have a specific type of lavender that we use, and those are the things that I think are really important to, um, you know, formulations that um, ultimately are what keep people coming back because of that taste, um, and so. That's a kind of a I don't know if that's the a really great answer to that question, in all honesty. It's just a, you know, we, we aren't quite there yet. Right now we're worried about putting it on the shelf, getting it moving off the shelf and things
0: like that. I know. Time. I was just thinking ahead, you know, <laughs> because you know, if if there's not a lot of competition, you know, soon there will be, and, and how can you kind yeah. of protect the the gains you have made. So
2: Yep. Yep. Just to get back to your question about kind of the market, the growth, things like that. Um so Right now, um, we're looking at probably 35 percent market um, expansion um, over the next few years, and that's about three times the growth of the last five years uh, in the mixer market. So people are starting to think about mixers; they're starting to think about how can they utilize them differently, and what other flavors are out there. Um, if you notice, Fever Tree has actually been doing a really great job of this by. Creating new flavors and and that that sort of width of the of the shelf space is starting to see some new interesting flavors from them. Um, right now, the the mixer market's right at about one point one billion dollars. Um, that expected growth is to get to about two billion by twenty twenty seven. Um, soft drinks make up about twenty four percent of the the overall non alcoholic market, um, and a, an, an incredibly high number. Seventy five percent of consumers um, really are looking at kind of what are some interesting lower alcohol beverages. Um, It's one of the reasons that CBD, I think, is an interesting spot in the beverage category, because it is um, it is an alternative to alcohol. Um, It doesn't have the same effect. Uh, you know, I have had people say, hey, I drank, you know, three of these and I didn't, you know, I didn't get that buzz that I get from drinking three beers or whatever. And and, and, and that's where you're sort of like, that's not the that's not the effect that you're going to see. You're not That's not the immediate effect. But um, I think as people look at alternatives um, to alcohol, this is this kind of floats both sides. Uh, and And that's why I like where we where we are in the space.
1: So, so Jonathan, if I were a first-time, I guess connoisseur of this, um, I, you know, my first thought would be, what type of effect should I feel when when I try this?
2: That's the that's the number one question that, uh, that right. the CBD world is 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 being asked, um, and the effect is really over time, um, you know first of all, if anybody's out there making claims about CBD, that this is going to cure something, or this is going to, you know, then be wary because, um, that's really not what somebody can, can do and shouldn't be doing. Um, what people do feel, um, based on, uh, research and based on feedback is that over time, they tend to have less anxiety. Um, they may, um, find that they're getting better sleep or maybe their inflammation or pain has been reduced. Um, and it may be different for every single person. Um, you know, I think similar to alcohol, um, and I'm, and I'm not looking at alcohol as, as a direct comparison necessarily, um, from a health benefit standpoint, because there's obviously a lot of questions whether or not alcohol is at all healthy for you, um, but it is something that people will continue to, to utilize. Um, but what I do think is that, you know, as people want those benefits of the CBD and they found that, um, that CBD has, has made them feel better in cases, that they're looking for easier ways to consume it. Um, they're not necessarily, you know, looking to drop tinctures and things into into beverages. They just want it there, like, as we said earlier, as an ingredient. Um, so, you know, I, I think that is, you know, it, it's always kind of the question, and it may depend on whether you're, a you know, 110 pounds or you're 250 pounds, whether you're male, female, whether you're 38 years old, 22 years old, 75 years old. Um, unfortunately I don't think there's a, a you know, a specific thing that can say, Hey, if you're this person, this is what's going to happen. Um, and some people may find it does nothing in all, in all honesty, that's not that's not a, a, a an answer, or I should say that's an answer that I've, I've heard also. Um, and so it really just kind of depends on the individual.
0: It's going to affect people differently. I mean, that it, it just, it just makes sense. And I think it's kind of a novelty too right now. I think people are just like to try and experiment and um, it's, it's just like another ingredient that they can kind of add, you know, add to what they're doing and kind of play around with it. So for people who, who want to try this, Are they able to go to your website and kind of hit your e-commerce store? What's the best way for people to find this and and try this?
2: Yeah. I mean, from anywhere in the country, um, they can hop on to BackyardSodas.com and they can place an order. We will ship that out. Um, we also have it in stores. So for instance, in Colorado market, uh, we have it in sprouts locations. Um, we have it in multiple independent liquor stores. Um, and again, starting to distribute now in Tennessee, we're hoping that, uh, Ohio and New Jersey will be following shortly. Um, and we're just, you know, hoping to, uh, to start building state by state, um, you know, right now there isn't necessarily a national distributor um, that is um, is distributing it on a national basis. So we think we're hopefully positioned well that once uh, they're ready to pull the trigger, we're ready there for, uh, for to be the supplier to them.
0: Well, as you said, you can just kind of go through and kind of pick the regional distributors that you want where there's a higher acceptance rate. Because you're right, you know, here in Georgia and some other areas, it's just, it maybe hasn't quite caught on yet. So, you just pick the regional distributors that it's a, it's a hotter area. Uh, Jonathan, this has been great. I am so glad we were finally able to get this podcast scheduled. I know we had some uh, issues um, heading into the holidays. We've had to postpone it. So here we are now in the new year and hopefully, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have a fantastic new year with it, with this new product. Um, and Kevin, I appreciate, uh, you know, kind of lending your, your insight and, and kind of helping us take a, a, a different, you know, a different angle on this product.
1: Yeah, it's, it, this has been good. And I, you know, Jonathan, I think about what we've just talked about for the past 40 minutes I would think you feel very, very good about going into 2022, but I think the sampling that you couldn't get done before you can, I think you can position it as first mover status. I would think your investor deck would, it would screen that, that, uh, you know, you can definitely disrupt, you know, the mixer. Segment. So I think you have a lot of things and you got some momentum now with the distributor, which as we talked about, that's one of the hardest things to do is get a good, reliable distributor. It sounds like you've started that process. So I think you've got tremendous upside.
2: Yeah, we are. We're, we are really excited about 2022. When, when I think, you know, empire, they distribute Red Bull, they distribute fever tree. And so they know what they're doing when it comes to that non-alcoholic side, both on-prem and retail. Um, so yes, we are we are extremely excited about uh where that where that's where that's headed. Um and I just think it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun over the course. It's going to you know, don't get me wrong. It's it's a uh, it's still it's hard still battle. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. That I, there's I'm sure not, you're, you're not, not putting home. your feet up on your
0: desk after this podcast. Oh it's, my goodness, you know, not at all. Back out to the uh, in-house production to uh,
2: exactly uh, headed over to production tomorrow. Out visiting places. You know, I mean, it's that's that's uh, exciting. That's what we're doing. Oh, it's but, exciting. Look, it's um, the
0: American dream. I mean, you're you are. We were talking offline. And we were both very impressed that you have gotten this far. And you didn't come from beverage. You know, that's like. I didn't
2: come from beverage. No. You didn't
0: come from beverage. And, you know, we're, we, we're no, at the end, I, of, the, we're at the end of the podcast, so we really can't get into all that, but that's very impressive that you've been able to pull that off. Um, are you on Facebook? Anyway, where, where else can people find you?
2: Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram um, and uh, Backyard Sodas.
0: Uh, um, we just double check
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: classic uh, classic entrepreneur running in 49 <laughs>
2: directions uh, backyard soda co on Instagram you can find us on Facebook uh, same we um, don't do a lot of Twitter. Good, you know, that's probably not really where uh, where our customers are. <laughs> They're much more focused on other things on Twitter. Um, you know, we we've, we've been interested in trying to figure out. You know, hey, does TikTok work for this? Uh, you know, just some things like that. You know, we're uh, but being small. Yeah, you're right. We we get pulled in a lot of different directions. You get so, pulled um, in every
0: different direction. Well, this has been a lot of fun. This is uh, the first uh C B D product uh we've had featured here this year. So um you're setting us off on a great on a great path. And I know Kevin and I both appreciate you you being down here today. Well
2: thank you so much. Um this has been fun. I love being able to talk about our product um and I'm really excited that you guys uh invited me to uh to tell you a little bit about the story because uh, it's uh, that's one of the the great things about being able to get the word out is uh, all the different avenues that are out there at this point.
1: Yeah, Jonathan, just best of luck. Well, two things, Um, Tony, uh, thanks for the invite. I definitely appreciate it. And um, I thought this has has been a great, learning session, really, for people that are listening. And then, Jonathan, I just see so much upside for you guys. I'm really excited for uh, what you have in store for you over the next couple of years. I, I think you're in a good spot.
2: Thank you very much. I'd love to continue the conversation at some point down the road, certainly.
0: We certainly will do that. We'll see if we can get a, a follow-up session here late in the year just to see uh, you know market domination. Thank you so much, everyone, <laughs> for tuning you. in <laughs> to Winning at Work. And be sure to go check out Backyard Bevco, and I think we've already got the, uh, the, the the website there. I think it's backyardsodas.com. Thanks, guys. Yep.